she's all that. Thank you very much. I need somebody with a human touch. I love that song from She's All That. <laughs> the She's All That theme. Thank you, DJ. This I'm is happy the to be here. Uh, podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they're any good. My name's DJ. Uh, I'm, you're I'm, da- I'm Damon. Ted DJ, this is Damon. What's I up? am Damon. What's up, Dames? Uh, thank you. Uh, I'm fine. Uh, we're is that watch. a proper response to what's up? Thank, what's up? I'm fine? No. Mm. <laughs> you want to try again? <laughs> no, I can do this. Go ahead. Hit me again. What's up? Nothing much. Yeah, good. Okay, all right. That felt this, good. I felt comfortable doing it. We're studying the the uh, linguistic nomenclature of 1999, which oh. is when this movie, She's All That. I can't wait place. to take a deep dive into that mother tongue. We're watching She's All That, which stars Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, Paul Walker. Kevin Pollock. Kevin uh, Pollock's in this. He's the dad, right? I have no idea. I've never seen this film before <gasps> in my life. You've never seen it. So this is... I can't even verify if she is all that. I'll tell you what. Here's, here's going to have... Here, I'm going to help you evaluate whether she's all that or not. Okay. You see me now, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very mousy. I've got glasses you, on. You're bespectacled. I see okay, you. You're now, the ugliest person I've ever seen in my life. Now watch this. Now, I don't I, even know where that horn came from. Now, I can't see you, but I imagine <laughs> that your jaw is on the floor. <laughs> I've taken it's my true. glasses off. I'm fucking beautiful. <laughs> and how dare you for doubting that I was beautiful before? I dare say you're all that. At no. least at least 75%. <laughs> yeah, you are 75% of that. That was the original title. But We have a majority that. <laughs> At least a plurality. You need two thirds to pass. That's for sure. If you want to add it to the Constitution, this isn't a budgetary measure where we just need fifty-one percent of that. And then it goes back to the House, and then you got to vote again. You want a veto-proof majority if you have like an oppositional president. So we're both uh, bespectacled men, but Mm -hmm. I've never understood. I mean, it's just an easy movie trope. Me without glasses. I mean, I always think of like if who's the girl in this? Who is the person? What's her name? Rachel Lee Cook. Ah, uh, Rachel Lee Cook. What I, th- I mean, what never shows in these movies when you know the girl removes her glasses is all the red spots on your nose, <laughs> yeah, where the the, the greasy uh, spots on your nose, and then where your your arms might be pressing against your the, temples. The permanent temple dent. That's so hot. The other day, I was getting a haircut, and my hairdresser, Michael. Uh, he was like doing something weird on the side of my head. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like he was taking the clippers and like sort of like jabbing them into my head. I'm like, Always what are you doing? You want with your hair and he's like, oh, these little weird dents where your glasses were. <laughs> I had to like carve out my hair. <laughs> don't permanently make it, like, don't cut around them. That makes it worse. Maybe they'll rest easier against my head once we get all this pesky hair out of the way. Mm. I think we can both say I've got a lot of hair that I can just sort of oh, yeah. get it out of there. Thin, you want to thin that out. <laughs> this is the, I mean, it's kind of like Clark Kent Superman syndrome, right? They're right. where like, like somebody's completely unrecognizable. It's like, you're, you look like a person who normally wears glasses, but now you're not wearing glasses. It's not like when contacts came into to popularity, like everyone was just wandering around sobbing because they'd lost their loved ones. <laughs> It's like an Oliver Sacks thing. Like, you just can't possibly recognize. Uh, 
<laughs> my husband, there's a strange man in my house. Um, so this was like prime high school for us. This was what, senior year? Right in that sweet spot, right in the, the sweaty pit of our high school years. I definitely saw it, but I don't remember. I remember like the, this was like a quote unquote girl movie, but I definitely saw it. Because there's so many hot guys in it. Why? What cadence was that? <laughs> so many hot guys in it. <laughs> so many hot guys in it. We got your FPJ, obviously. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna be your your main draw. And you got your P Dubs, right? Yeah, which I, who I is think... like distractingly attractive, especially at this. He's time. got the like the smoky eyes, right? Smoky eyes. Yeah, like, like druggy like eyes. No, I don't no, know. Like, like like oh yeah, he's got like like hus- you can't see it, but I'm giving... eyes of a Siberian husky. I'm giving. Hold on, I'll take off my glasses. This will work. <laughs> That was the sound of no, my I just, erection. I got to I got to reiterate I really can't see you now. So thank God. So you're going to have to stay everything you say again when I put my glasses back on. That's how vision works. <laughs> I'm sorry I wasn't tracking what you're saying. <laughs> um do you have so you never seen this? I have Aaron, never seen this movie. Okay. Well, uh, I know me, the gist. There's a yeah. there's a bet yep. that uh Paul Walker mm-hmm. uh bets his bud FPJ, mm-hmm. uh, that he can't da- date the most attractive nerd in school. I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, uh, she's like an artist or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to go to prom at all. Patriarchy. And then she takes off her glasses and wins the game, the big game for them all. <laughs> I'm sure she finds out at some point and is upset. Oh yeah. And then he has to do some like, you know, hold his stereo outside, chase her down at the airport, anything to get her back. Isn't there, I think there's a Culkin in this. I think her little brother Kieran? is a Kieran. Yeah. Kieran's in this. I'm going to be honest. No threat to my, no uh, insult to Mac, but the better Culkin. Kieran has, has a, a more better impressive, track record. yeah, a more impressive acting career. Uh, and I don't know. He could dine out on Scott Pilgrim alone. Yes. Oh my God. But that's also Igby like, goes down as well. That's really good. I Scott Pilgrim is like my favorite movie ever. So it's it's a great movie. It's hard to uh um and this is our Scott Pilgrim podcast. You're in a child is not an idiot. Scott Pilgrim's great. Thank you for yeah, listening. I, wah, 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 I wish wah, I had gone wah, in the theater wah, wah. so it had been more successful. <laughs> <laughs> I did go to the theater. Oh, okay. I don't think I knew what it was. So like I never I thought read we the went comics. together. Did we see it in the theater? You and I and LT and her girlfriend at the time. Did we? Yeah. We did? Okay. You did your part. Okay. You could have you could have seen it twice though. That's true. Could have helped. I could have I could have spread the word. We had a great time. Meetings. Everyone loved it. Lauren, do you have anything else? Uh memories of this movie? Oh, she's all that. It's not as good as Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh. Ooh, Gauntlet. In, in she's but you got that. FPJ. No, not as good. Not as good. As Heath Ledger? Oh, Is that it? I don't think I was, I think I was too in the closet to understand Heath Ledger uh, in my high school days. He sang for her. He did a whole musical number in 10 Things I Hate About You. Were these, those movies like competing? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I think, I think they might have been the same year or at least close to it. All right. Lauren also made an interesting observation uh, before you arrived uh, that, um, do they do high school movies anymore? Um, Where are they? Well, am I just not paying attention because I'm old? Maybe Lauren's <laughs> like slowly backing out the room. <laughs> Listen, I've offered her, offered her the host spot many times, just so <laughs> everyone's clear. I'm not. 
We've never banished her from this room. She's welcome. She does not want to participate. Um, I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, what's the most recent high school movie that's come out? See, I'm like going to things that are way too old still. Like, like that whole like Keenan and Kel thing, which is obviously way too old. I missed that. That whole, whole Keenan and Kel thing, like Good Burger, you mean? Yeah, okay. yeah. Because that was like that after was we were out a of thousand high years ago. But it was like still so old. I'm so old. Keenan Thompson's been on SNL as long as you have I, you and I have been alive. <laughs> he was born on SNL in Thirty Rock. Um, I don't know. I feel like there must be. There was the high school musical thing. That's that was old now. That I mean, that's like that. That is the the women at work who are maybe ten years younger than me. That's their big yeah. high school movie. Fuck. I so that's know. like ten years old. Fifteen years old. What? I, I'm stumped. I have no idea. Are we dead? Is this the afterlife? <laughs> Uh, if this is the after, this actually sounds about right for my afterlife. <laughs> like nobody could even be bothered to torture you. They're just like you're just gonna just put them in a room and have them talk about movies that no one cares about. <laughs> uh, we're just gonna make this podcast for the rest of our lives. That's it for eternity. Well, wow, this got dark. Uh, we're gonna watch. She's all that. <laughs> And cry. And uh, just accept the inevitability of death, of our mortality. Um, Looking forward to it. Watch with us. We'll be back. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, big fan of the podcast. This is Anne from Canada. So I just thought I'd share with you my experience with the movie The Mask. Um, so this came out when I was like four years old. Um, so I was in junior kindergarten and I had a friend, Randy, who was in senior kindergarten. So she was a little bit older and for her birthday party, um, we were going to watch The Mask. Um, so we watched it and this movie scared the shit out of me <laughs> and, uh, it gave me a fear of masks that I continue to have to this day, actually. Um, it's not as bad as it was when I was younger, but, um... Yeah, when I was younger, uh, I would, like, stay home from school on Halloween days because I was so scared of seeing people in masks. And uh, we had this, like, box of Halloween costume stuff upstairs in my attic that I was always scared to, like, go near because it had masks in it. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, it was truly terrifying for me <laughs> and uh, scarred me for life. So uh, I still have never watched the movie uh, since then. But anyway, that's my uh, that's my experience. So anyway, keep up the great work. Oh, and if I could request something, can you do Happy Gilmore? That would be awesome. Okay, thanks again. Have a great day. Bye. Damon, right about now? Yeah. Funk soul brother. I'm sorry. No, I was looking at my watch. When? Right about now. But you just said it then. Funk Soul Brother. Check it out now? Is that the next word? Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. But now. Like Still now. Six words in the, whole, in the whole song, and I can't remember what it's they are. It's six words. It's 12 minutes long. Yeah. Fat and I'm slim. dancing in unison with my brethren in high school. Very uh, aggressively and in sync. Uh, I will say it's very pelvically led mm. dance. Mm. 
but with a lot of arm motions, so, you know, the gay kids can join in. <laughs> and join in they do. <laughs> with their bespiked hair. It's 1999. We didn't know. We watched She's All That. Let's talk about it. Damon, recap <laughs> no, this. No, no. What I found out from your wife t- uh, is that you were a prom king. So I feel uh, I need to defer to you, uh, good well, I sir. mean, by royal decree, I should be the one who recaps this. So by you should be uh, recounting this, please. To be honest, you pretty much recapped it in the first section, so I'll keep this quick. Uh, Lainey Boggs is a... Uh, are we saying sad sack? She's a lovable She's sad a lovable sack. sad sack. She's a lovable art sack. <laughs> <laughs> lovable art student Lainey Boggs is just hideous. She's oh. un- you know, unlookatable, I would say. I would say. say, like, imagine Gollum, but, like, if you threw a bunch of just garbage on him. Yeah, just... <laughs> like a banana peel and, like, spaghetti on top of his head. She's horrific. No, she's yeah. she's very cute. Rachel Lee Cook is a very uh, attractive young woman. She uh, Comely. is... Uh, the Freddie Prince Jr., our male lead, uh, makes a bet <laughs> with his friend. Uh, you uh, sound the, like a sociopath best. right now. <laughs> and of course, our male lead, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., who's very symmetrical and has great skin. He has very supple skin. Um, <laughs> Make great on a lamp, maybe. Uh, FPJ and his friend, uh, Fast and the Furious, they make a bet. <laughs> That uh, Freddie Prince Jr. breaks up with his very popular girl girlfriend Taylor, and uh, <laughs> do, you, do you call her a girl girlfriend? His very she's Not a popular mis- girl girlfriend. Okay, I see, I see what you're doing. And uh, um, his uh, what's Paul's name? Paul uh, Walker's character's name? Oh, uh, unimportant. Yes, yeah. Paul Walker's character bets him that he that he can't actually. Freddie Prince Jr. kind of exit on. He says, I can yeah, he's just sort of bragging. get anyone elected prom queen. And then uh, uh, Paul Walker's character finds Lainey Boggs just stumbling through the quad of this mess. Like the school. ungainly uh, bird-like creature that she is. She's, yeah, just like a, a little uh, waif <laughs> rolling like a tumbleweed through the quad just and uh so he picks her and of course uh, no absolutely anybody but her oh oh gross i vomited in my mouth just looking at her but uh fpj takes on the uh the challenge and he gets to know her and uh they fall in love but uh then fpj starts to feel a little guilty and he kind of distances himself just as she's falling for him Wow! and then paul walker swoops in Ugh. Tries to actually, I don't understand exactly what he was doing there. Gets a little fuzzy, but very weird and rapey. And then uh, uh, FPJ does not invite her to prom because she finds out that about the bet. She's a bet. Am I a fucking bet? Did they get their one fucking? They earned it. She fucking earned it. Used it. Uh, And then uh, so she goes to prom with Paul Walker. It's weird. Her best friend overhears uh, in the bathroom that he's trying to date rape her. Essentially. Um, All he said was that he got a hotel room and that he's going to have sex with her. Yeah. He didn't explicitly say that. It is a, it's a little gross. But we do but, find out later that she had to defend herself in some way yeah, with she, an air horn. Yeah. Blast of foghorn in his <laughs> ear. Uh, and uh, then uh, she and FPJ make up and uh, they live happily ever after going to separate colleges and definitely still dating. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And she, we find out, is <laughs> m- at least most of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I could round up. I'm a generous person. Yeah. I could round up to all. That was a terrible recap, but hopefully you got the uh, thread through that. Um, I'm a bit rusty. It's been many years since I was elected prom king. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, it's just scoffing. Just you're practicing different scoffs. Let me let pick, me try this one out. Real listen, <laughs> pick one scoff and stick with it. That's rude. Uh, can we? Um, I don't know when to when when the appropriate time to bring this up is. So I'm Go just going to bring it up as the first comment I have. Freddie Prince Jr. has the smile of your mom <laughs> watching you play with your friends in the park. I never noticed that until this. You you said it while we were watching the movie, and like you know when you're drawing a person smiling in a cartoon, <laughs> you draw the corners of their mouths up. But a mom smile, as we all know, this the corners of the mouth go slightly down. Mm-hmm. Like you guys, like it's a little a little condescending. There's like a, just the tiniest amount of condescension. <laughs> you guys are crazy, but when you guys are done horsing around, come on over. We got bagel bites. All right. <laughs> Our, our friend, our mutual friend Shay, does the uh, librarian smile. It's a oh, very yeah. similar pursed lips smile. Oh, guys, thank you for coming by. Have that back by Thursday. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people in this movie. There are so many people. It's an all star cast, but even they didn't know it was an all star <laughs> cast yet. Usher uh, is in this. We're going to talk about that. Um, we put an asterisk by that. It's like Barry Bonds in in, <laughs> yeah. in, in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Dulé Hill is in this. Yes. Uh, of psych fame, of West Wing fame, of, I don't know, he's an actor. Uh, <laughs> of, of just general acting this fame. This is the, apparently the first appearance of Gabrielle Union. She's the, she bridges she the gap. She appeared out of the foam of the sea and <laughs> was on the set of She's she All That. She was cracked out of Zeus's skull <laughs> just before this movie began filming. And then uh, she was also in... 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, wow. Other, double duty. Yeah. Um, she was double fisting it. Foggy Bottom, um, the Bash Brother. What's his name? He's, uh, he's a Mighty Duck, isn't he? Yeah. He's a, that's the, is Bash that the Bash Brother? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've never seen the Mighty Ducks. He's, please do not look at our past library of movies. We got a baby Anna Paquin. Yes. She plays FPJ's little sister. Uh, Matthew Lillard in peak Matthew Lillard time. This is like, Right around when he was a thing. I mean, can you declare it a peak if it's just a straight line that just disappears? It's more like a a uh, uh, a wicket, like it just comes up out of nowhere, mm-hmm. straight line across, and, and just goes back goes down. straight back down. <laughs> yeah. We have Alexis Arquette. Yep. Pre transition. Yep. She's in it. Can Who we... else is in it? Kieran uh, Culkin. Kieran Culkin. Kevin Pollock. Mm-hmm. Tim Matheson. Yeah. Stuart Copeland did the music for this movie. Not now, who is not that? Funk's old for brother. The, he's the uh, for for those of us say me who don't know. He's a drummer for the Police. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a famous drummer for the Fraternal Order of Police. Uh, he's the drummer for any policeman who has a band. He just he has he, to just he, he just appears. Just he's like the Bell yeah, Witch, and right. he just appears like, in the you mirror. Know how if you're in the military and you play trumpet, you're going to be like, oh, you got to go play a military funeral. It's the same thing. Like we have a police band. Come on, Stu. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's the term for the police featuring Andy Summers and Sting Gordon Sting Sumner. Yeah. Um, and apparently he does composition for some movies. I for She's All That movies. Also, this was, this was produced by Harvey Weinstein. Oh, and uh, save some size for Bob Weinstein. He also was a mini monster compared to his brother, but still a monster. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy and that guy. 
Those guys. Fuck them both. Got, so uh, maybe we can talk about this more later if you have more things. But they're, the directing choices were – it's interesting because in general it was it was pretty much straightforward, like the movie. But then there was like two or three like weird like sequences like – like dream sequences or imagination sequences. Yeah, or like when Taylor, who is the uh, ex or Freddie Prince Jr.'s character's girlfriend when he when the movie starts, mm-hmm. she comes back from spring break and she breaks up with him. But he's like, "What's going on? Tell me about it." And she tells the story of spring break, and it's in a flashback, and they're just there. She's like talking in the present and he's there with her, Freddie Prince Jr. But also there's this big like spring break thing. So they're like there's in a the spring dream break sequence. party around them. Like yeah. they're in the memory, which is like a cool choice. But it's it, it was like, wait, what? What are we doing? It, it I mean, it's not bothersome because little... it's right at the beginning of the yeah. movie. So you're like, OK, you're still getting to know the movie. You're like, OK, yeah. so this movie's going to do me doing this. All right, movie. I'll yeah, go along I, with I it. I was on board. And then they basically did that one more time. They, they do have. Um, so. Taylor breaks up with FPGA because she starts dating this guy, Brock Hudson, mm-hmm. not to be confused with Rock Hudson, Rock Hudson. Um, who, as is, I did, I was waiting for him to come out, but yeah. it, um, he never did. No. Brock Hudson is famous for being on the real world, the show, the reality, famous reality show. And so that's where she meets him on the spring break, whatever. And we see a couple segments of him on the real world later and then also the uh fpj's character has a dream sequence where he's on the real world with matthew lillard and the girls and it's like that's basically it yeah that's about two-thirds of the way through the movie and it's it's jarring because it's only brought up then there's no like little bits or or like it doesn't keep that motif going throughout the movie so it's always just a little bit confusing and it's not confusing i wouldn't say that it's never like i'm like is this real life but it's just just like well why don't you use this more well i would have like it would have been cool if it went more like i guess the the big dance sequence where they do the funk soul brother then they all like everybody just knows this dance and ushers i guess that could be imagined i did feel like i was in a fever dream yeah and that was just kind of weird because it was like what are we what's going on and we learned later that it sounds like the reason they did this because they needed more time (laughs) which is ridiculous but if you count that as a fantasy sequence, I guess, but it's like, I wish they had kind of leaned into it more or at least save those dream sequences for things that actually have like a plot development, a sort of plot, yeah. like a heavy plot point where it's like, it's just telling us that Taylor, you know, met this guy on spring break. And it's also the dream sequence just so, sort of shows us, I guess it gives Zach a little bit of a reason to drop the bet. Yeah. On his end. But it doesn't it doesn't seem to carry the weight that I think the movie wants it to. Yeah. And so they just sort of add this dream sequence to it to give it a little bit more weight. But I, guess, I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't work. I will say that the fake real world episodes were funny. Chef's kiss. They were oh, yeah. probably my favorite parts of the movie. Matthew Lillard and that and when uh, Matthew Lillard like dances at this party <laughs> and he's just a t- terrible goofy dancer. This is a lot like how I probably dance. Uh, I mean, as long as you keep in your square, your four by four square, I'm fine with it. People who like take up the entire dance floor. I'm like, so we're all not dancing so that you can take up this space. Great. And he's like, you know, drum humping people's faces and stuff too. Yeah. But I don't do that, but, uh, he, it's really funny. (laughs) And his, his like, he obsessively watches his own, 
performances on the reality show, which is pretty funny too. I will say while I was watching Matthew Little dance, I realized I have no basis to judge this high school party because I literally went to no high school parties in my entire <laughs> life. So I was like, this might be a great high school party you or a completely parties. I went None? to no high school Zero? parties, not a single one. What about with like five people? Is that a party? That's yeah, a get together. That counts. And we're watching Mystery Science Theater. It's not the same. It's not the same, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I think these big ragers did happen, but this is, I know because when I went version. to my high school reunion, everyone was like, Oh, do you remember that one time when we were at Luke's house? And I'm like, no, I don't know why you would think I was there. Yeah. I was studying Latin. Well, I feel like Agricola est in Vila. <laughs> I don't know what that means. The farmer is in the farmhouse. Oh, that's useful. <laughs> it's probably true. If someone came up and said, where's the farmer? You'd be like, in Latin. <laughs> Thank you, Julius Caesar. Agricola est in Vila. If that happened in ancient Lat, maybe. <laughs> Where you would speak where you would speak Latin. Um Latvia I, is where they spoke right, Latin. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think we all know that. I I definitely went to a handful of parties, but like it, it was this it was the same for me when people would talk about this crazy thing that happened. Almost all the time I was like, When did that happen? Because I was like playing Goldeneye with my friends <laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't know. I I missed out on one of those. We are totally the Lenny Boxes. Uh, I do want to say this is something I've started to realize as I've gotten older. Uh, now that I've turned, you know, 27, <laughs> I'm starting to realize uh, when I look at young people, uh, as I did when I looked at Freddie Prince Jr., I was just like, but look at his skin. <laughs> oh, gross. It's just so it's just so poor. He has literally no pores. He looks like a mannequin has come to life. <laughs> Kim Cattrall style. And uh, has gained self-awareness, has a soul. There's like a light within him coming out of his skin. Just a gorgeous person. On top of which, Rachel Lee Cook, as we've all decided, she is a gargoyle who's come yeah, to life. She's disgusting. Unlike Freddie Prince Jr. Um, I, I did write down at some point, is this the Liz Lemon origin story? <laughs> But I did like there was a makeup scene uh, where Anna Paquin, who plays um, Freddie Prinze uh, Jr.'s little sister, she is sort of the uh, the uh, makeover montage come to life who yeah. just who descends upon uh, Rachel E. Cook and does her makeup before the big party. That's some party, yeah. And she does the makeup, and she's just sort of brushing on Rachel E. Cook's <laughs> face. In just a haphazard way, I'm like, nothing's changing. She is a gorgeous girl. <laughs> she literally has no pores. She will suffocate if she holds her breath at all. She has no pores to take in oxygen. Um, I like the idea that while you're holding your breath, your pores are just... <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta keep her alive. Carry the weight for it. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook, I mean, she plays an artist. Yeah. She's fairly involved in... This movie takes place in L.A., correct? Seems that way. She's fairly involved in the L.A. art scene. Yeah. And there is the one of the scenes where, where Freddie, Li, Freddie, Freddie Lynn Jr., I call mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, just he say, goes... Just do the accepted. FPJ. Uh, he, uh, he goes to where he thinks she will be at an art show. And he nails it. She is there. <laughs> Um, 
And uh, Alexis Arquette is doing some weird thing where he is being born out of some sort of weird nylon sparkly thing with two little people who keep coughing up or something it was garbage it was definitely like ah this is what art's like right yeah i I wrote down this movie doesn't seem to like anyone it doesn't like jocks it doesn't like artists fuck them all let them all burn yeah somebody's (laughs) literally wearing a shirt that says kill all artists now it's not like a good character but still it's like what does that mean um but uh, at at that at some point, there's sort of an open mic m- moment where they're like, "Let's just have someone from the audience come up." And and Freddie Lin- <laughs> Freddie that happened again. I tried to do Freddie Lynn Jr. Who's Freddie Lynn? Who's Jr.? Freddie Lynn? Uh, FPJ gets up and does a hacky sack routine. Sack. Uh, and he he you know he's keeping the hacky sack on his foot the entire time, and mm. you know he's scared to let it fall. And, uh, you know, it's a metaphor for his mm-hmm. fears about, you know, accepting a college or whatever, or whatever mm-hmm. half-assed B story yeah. the movie tried to throw in our face. Um, and uh, everyone applauds at the end. And I was like, wow, this movie has really shown me that an attractive white man, if he makes any effort <laughs> at all, will just receive all the acclaim I've ever wanted in my life. You'll just really fail upward, on, won't you? Uh, well, let's just make him a supervisor, and he probably won't screw things up too bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they really they do kind of lean into the... I don't know. He's got to have a conflict, and his conflict is that he feels a lot of pressure for choosing a college. He yeah. feels pressure from his dad to go to Dartmouth because that's where he went, and... He doesn't even know what he wants to do and that kind of stuff, which is a legitimate thing. But like compared to other people's problems, even in this own in this movie, it's just kind of like masturbation. motion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but well, it also reminds uh, sorry, it re- reminds me of like when I would sweat uh, throughout the night, like over a, a presentation I had to do. And then like the very popular valedictorian would get up and just be like, I'm just going to wrap the, the plot of the story of the book we just read. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, we have to like FPJ's character is a real piece of shit at the beginning of this movie. We have to talk about this. So like he's, he's the one that kind of goads, uh, Paul Walker's character into, into the bed. He, it seems like he would be put upon like, but he's like, He's a real piece of work. And he, his first thing, one of the first things he said to Lanny Boggs is like, would it kill you to smile? And then it's just like, okay. <laughs> I mean, they're trying to set him up because he's smart, but he's like a jock. Right. And so he's supposed to be like, yeah, I contain multitudes. But it's also like, he's a little bit of a piece of shit. And it's okay because he, you know, he's, he learns and grows through the movie. But like, I'm not really rooting for him at the beginning of this movie. I want to, I want to come to his defense. I'm not an FPJ apologist by any means, but I mean, he's not going to smile at you. Like him the whole time. <laughs> he's not, I mean, he is sort of being a braggart and, you know, a cocky jackass, but he's not like egging on his friend to bet him that he can make some unpopular girl prom queen. I mean, he of- just sort of brags like, I could make any girl prom queen. I just got dumped by my girlfriend. Yeah. Why don't you give me a little leeway to like kind of be a... A little bit of can a be cocky sad. Can I jackass be sad for a minute. And and his friends like, oh, you think you make any girl prom queen? Let's put some money on it. And by money, I mean guess I going to graduation naked is the yeah. bet. Oh, spoiler alert! Sorry, Jeez. Um, we were a little confused. It was actually 
it was more confusing than anything. Like, I feel like the movie, I guess, set it up as a mystery what they actually bet on. Yeah. But we were more like, what, what, did, what, what did they bet? We did kept just asking, forget? like, what yeah. was it? Was it 50 bucks? What was it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like the natural, like, logic that, that FPJ would have is like, well, of course, my friend's now going to bet me that I have right. to force yeah. one of these girls to right. become prom queen. He's just bragging and yeah he's just kind of being like he's 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 not really bragging as much as putting down his ex-girlfriend saying she wouldn't be popular without me right and if i had dated any of these girls they would be up for prom queen too what you're saying is he's still a dick yeah but paul walker is the true richard the third of this (laughs) what you're saying is he's hurting yeah and men just don't know how to express that. So they do it by treating women even worse than they're hurting. I think shit frisbees is a phrase I'm going to try to work <laughs> in. At some point, they were like, Taylor would shit frisbees when she finds out. And I was like, that's that's pretty good. It's not as good as um, spew burrito chunks from Heather's, I mm. would say. Okay. I feel like there are, that was one of those moments where I was like, someone's been watching Heathers when they were writing a screenplay. <laughs> There's a moment when we're in Lainey's house with her dad, Kevin Pollack, and Kieran Culkin, her little brother, and uh, the dad is watching Jeopardy. And <laughs> other stuff is going on, but he keeps giving the wrong answers, and it's pretty amazing it's a really funny bit it might be the winner i mean i might put it who up for nominee <laughs> and it's like who is pope john paul the first yeah, it's not luke rawls remotely um it's not only wrong it's so wrong yeah uh i think i might put it up as a nominee for the best scene the sally field memorial best scene yeah. mm. uh performance because it's one of those moments at first, like, um, he's getting them wrong, and then later on in that scene, you hear his answer, but you never even hear the right answer, but you just know, you you hear uh, one of the contestants buzz in and give a different answer, but you never hear Alex Trebek go, no, the answer is, of <laughs> you course, know, you know, you know it's, it's just so wrong, yeah. and he's just so off the market, and he's so confident about it. <laughs> I think at one point he he waves his hand across, like, of course, it's <laughs> non-alcoholic wine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a really good scene. Can we talk about one weird thing? Uh, This isn't just on this movie. Um, This is something I've noticed in sitcoms and in uh, movies is that uh, Rachel Lee Cook's character, she works at a falafel fast food restaurant. And I guess part of her uniform is a hat that has a pita pocket with lettuce and big falafel balls inside of it. This is something that only exists in movies. I have lived on this earth for almost, I'm creeping up on 40 years now. (laughs) I've yet to see a human being with a foam food as a hat in my life. It's like a movie trope. Maybe it was around before. I was alive when this movie was made. Yes, but I mean like... It's like the idea that like all... all, I have no doubt that it was around in the 60s, but it seems weird. Like, I feel like it it stayed around. I feel like there was a Saved by the Bell episode where someone has a hot dog hat on. Yeah. Uh, she has a falafel hat on. Like, no one is doing this for the reason that no one would wear this thing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And, but... It, 
I mean, it's ridiculous in a way, like, if it happened just in She's All That, I'd be like, well, that's funny. Yeah. But the fact that it's a trope that's used so often, I'm like, you're obviously referencing something you think happens on Earth, but does not happen. This isn't a thing. This isn't a trope. This isn't a cliche. Like people just... No one's wearing food hats. Yeah. Like, you think they're wearing them. Like, people just hanging up the phone without saying goodbye. That's another <laughs> thing. thing. that just happens in movies. What? Click. <laughs> no, I'll take care of it. What the fuck? We get some uh, sixpence, none the richer. So kill me, kill you. So kill me. That was the original one. They're like, this seems a little down. So it was kind of like me. it was kind of like have yourself a merry little Christmas, where they had to yeah. say you're gonna have to lighten up these lyrics. These are too dark. And like, well, I guess you know. Kiss takes up the same amount of syllables. Only have to change two of the letters. I don't have to change the whole word. <laughs> I, I can just scribble. I can it just do yeah. just write a big S, real dark pen on top of the L's. No one will know the difference. Um, okay, let's talk about the the dance. So the dance, the prom, the, the dance itself, or the actual Funk Soul Brother dance, yeah, both. So throughout this movie and he only has what like two scenes before the dance but usher is the dj the campus dj at the high school i don't know if he's supposed to be a student he's a, i guess is he, is he supposed he's to be the a radio he's the he runs the campus radio station that we all had in high school <laughs> what what it is very college like this whole high well school. i mean i've always had a this campus. problem because i've never gone to school in california in like super rich beverly hills california too right not, not just like stockton or something and so you watch these movies where you see their schools and you're like what is this school where you have outdoors yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> where people are like walking outdoors and they have like outdoor actual campuses i'm like no that's not a thing so usher is he's the dj he's, on 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 campus he's the 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 radio and so he is the DJ at the prom. Apparently all school day long? I guess. That's why I'm confused as to whether he's a student or not, because it's like, is he going to class or what? I assume he is going to class. It's a work study. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> he gets $25 a month to do the radio yeah. eight hours a day, five days a week. And then he's the DJ at the prom and he, at some point Funk's old brother comes on and he's like, all right, everybody do that dance that I taught you. Oh, he does say that out loud yeah. as a sort of like semi explanation for why everyone knows it. it. And it, I think the, the trivia we read later, that did he was, run classes or did he just do it over the radio? Like, and then one, two, three and four and one, two, three and four, audio, one, two, I, I, I three and four. Through. And move your leg. No, not like that. Like no. how? How would he? Teach Janie, it I know what you're trying to do, and it's uh, you need to be a little bit more flexible, a little loose. You need to make a very precise step, but a lo- make it seem loose. Make it seem like impromptu, but precise. And then they like everybody does this exact dance really well. Oh yeah. But we read later in the trivia that they added this later, which sort of explains because it was Usher, not scripted or planned to be filmed, but they they wanted to just puff up the length. And then Usher's like not there. It's all green screen. Like his scene seems like it's filmed in some other location. Yeah, I don't know if it's green even, screen, but it does feel like he's never he's never on camera yeah. with another another named actor yeah in at one the movie. point there are like a couple extras in the same shot but 
but no one you know from the movie. And they do long shots with like the principal getting ready to read the uh, prom king and queen. And I'm pretty sure that's not actually Usher on stage. And there is a it's weird like a shot where you sort of the, the camera goes over the crowd and it's zooming. And it was while I was like making fun of the movie for like saying I was like, this is not Usher is nowhere near the scene. And then they start this camera shot where it's zooming over the crowd and it seems to be focusing in on Usher. I'm like, oh man, this movie heard what I said and it's about to prove me wrong. And it's like headed towards Usher. And then before you could actually like recognize any person's facial features, it like cuts to a close up of Usher. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this it, Usher's never been anywhere near this movie. Yeah, it keeps just cutting to him being like, all right, left foot, left stomp. Or like, you know what I mean? Like he keeps like being like, all right, everybody, turn it around. And it's like, it felt like, what is um, happening? It felt like while they were editing, they were like, you know who's big right now? Usher. <laughs> get him in a fedora and get him in a studio and let's do this. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure. It was very weird. It was very weird. And that, that made me uncomfortable. And the, she's all that rap that, Ooh. <sighs> That one of the, the some students uh, uh, where seventy five percent of the students of color in this school yeah. are okay, all three, rapping. Three people <laughs> are all rapping about how great Laney is and how Taylor is not, and they end it with she's Laney, she's all that, yeah, and a beatbox solo, which is nice. Always appreciated. Always appreciated. Anytime that Rachel Lee Cook is framed in a shot with Paul Walker and Freddie (laughs) Prince Jr. She's like a foot and a half. Yeah. It's like, oh, that poor 11 year old girl. Oh, that's our that's our star. Never mind. Never mind. It's fine. But get her like a box to stand on. So it's not so uncomfortable because she looks like a child. I mean, when you are hiring, you know, 25 year olds to play high schoolers and then you hire a girl who's four foot eight. To play a That's high school. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be uncomfortable. Oh, Paul Walker's pretty hulking as well, wouldn't you say? Like for Well, he's, he's not compared in, to like, you know, whoever he, or what's the guy, the the rock or whoever or whoever he's in. Or Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. Yeah. But I mean compared to a normal person. Well he's 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 fairly muscular for what, you know, an average eighteen year old boy. But he's also like he's got everyone in this movie, uh is wearing clothes that are not made for them. There was at some point the 90s syndrome where I was watching Freddie Prince Jr. I'm like, whose clothes are you wearing? <laughs> Did you lose a lot of weight recently? <laughs> like his sleeve seams are like halfway down his arm. And I'm like, what, why are you wearing these clothes? Um, so, uh, Paul Walker at one point, he's wearing a tuxedo and it looks like a boy wearing his dad's suit. Like, it's yeah. like, okay, like you are a gorgeous man with a good body. Like you should be wearing a suit that actually fits you. <laughs> I know it wouldn't. I mean, I know it, it makes sense that an 18 year old boy would be wearing a suit that doesn't fit him properly, but you also have a choreographed dance in this movie. <laughs> Like, get the pretty boy. Were, get a pretty boy a bespoke tuxedo for this fucking scene. I don't think they did that to, for realism. I think they did that because they thought that's no, the 90s No, that's the style. 90s, and yeah. that's what, what they were doing. <laughs> so he just looks like he's like this hulking black mass because like, it's just like all this tuxedo fabric. Ma- made to go to church. <laughs> <laughs> it's Easter, and that's what you're wearing, Paul. All right, let's go to the verdict, shall Yes.
Okay. Yes. Would you like to render your verdict on the movie She's All That from 1999? Yeah. Um, so I thought it was fine. I, th- I To say I didn't exactly love this movie uh, growing up. So I would say your inner child is not an idiot, though, if you did, because I think it's fine. I think there are some weird spots, um, but uh, the uh, the female lead actually has a personality. Uh, it's not super well developed, but it's <laughs> developed. Uh-huh. It's as well developed as the male lead character, I think. And uh, old mom smile, yeah, old mom smile. FPJ. You guys stop running around the pool, okay? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll All right. be inside though. <laughs> We've got Kool Aid in the fridge. Um, Too much coke, though. You're gonna get cramps. Um, there were some funny mo. I actually laughed out loud a couple times. Uh, uh, t- I wouldn't go so far as to call it a good movie, but I thought it was fine. I liked this movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Your inner child is not an idiot. Yeah, I laughed at a few parts. Yeah, uh, Kevin Pollak, Ma- Matthew Lillard, Kevin uh, Pollak, Matthew yeah. Lillard. They did a very good job. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. The Paul Walker storyline got, um, sure, whatever. Uh, I like, I, I do, even though it's kind of, they kind of yada yada it, they did do all the, like, the, how he may have sort of tried to put himself on her, like, was all off screen. Like, we didn't see any of that happen. Thank the Christ. Yeah, and I'm really glad. <laughs> But I mean, not that because we don't really know exactly what happened. Right. She was uncomfortable. She blew her air horn in his ear. That's all we know. And he was deaf for graduation. He couldn't hear. And Lil Kim was there. We forgot to mention that Lil Kim was in the movie. I did not know that was her. She's so wee. She's Lil. She is Lil. I can't (laughs) deny it. Oh, Kim. You know her. She's Lil. Um, So, yeah, I would say this is a pretty good movie. Yeah. What do you guys think? Email us, your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail, 615-576-0525. And if you'd like, we'll play it on the show. Let us know what you want us to watch, listen to, play, uh, eat. I don't know. You can find us on all the social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that crap. Fine. If you want to support the podcast, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. We want to thank our current patrons, including Jacob Grimm, who is recovering right now. We're thinking about you, buddy. I hope you feel better soon. Brandon Hardy. Christine in Brooklyn. His Honor the Mayor. Jeremy Powlin. Joshua Nicholson. Karen Kurd. Larissa Maestro. Dan McIntyre. Ghosts in the Burbs. And Jonathan Day. Thank you guys very much. You're helping us keep continuing to make this show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. No, I'll do the guitar part. You do the. When do I start?